This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Good morning, church. Thank you. I need the encouragement to leave me. Yeah. Um, and good morning to those watching online as well. I appreciate that there are many out there doing that at this time because of the COVID situation as well. And maybe you're away and I'm hoping that uh, the rain isn't disturbing your, your holiday too much either. Um, it was appropriate last week that we really started the year off honouring and praising God for all that he's done over the last year. Um, and I think we did it really well, I've got to say. I've had a lot of feedback and, and people really felt that God was honoured during that time. And really that's what every service is really about, is honouring God. Um, but we're in the second week of January already and the leadership believe that God is calling the church, all of us, to a new time, a new season as well. Um, you remember Craig's last series and sermons was all about the last dance. So now's the time to be looking forward. So I've titled, entitled the next three weeks of New Steps as a new dance. I thought that was pretty appropriate. God was leading me there. So uh, would you join me in prayer, just asking God that he speaks with us today. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we know that you walk in front of us and beside us and carry us in so many ways. And Lord, you speak to us in so many ways as well. Lord, I pray this morning, as we could join together, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be opening the hearts, the minds, the eyes and ears of your people. Lord, that we will hear from you this morning. Lord, as we, we come into this new season... Lord, that you have new things that we believe that you want your church to be looking at, want your church to be moving down the path with, knowing your will. And Lord, we really are so dependent on your Holy Spirit to direct us and lead us and guide us. So Lord, this morning, we ask that you be with us in every way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Since the beginning of the year, God has um, really been speaking to me in particular on one passage of scripture in the Bible, Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. So this is the passage that I'll be speaking with on today. It was really interesting because God confirmed this passage to me even before I knew I was preaching from two other sources. And then this morning I came and we were having some prayer time and discussion with the worship team beforehand and um, Marcy actually said that she had this God thing about stepping up as well and that was a further confirmation. It was just amazing how God works sometimes to really confirm things. So I'm actually quite excited about this, this passage that I'm bringing to you. So let's unpack what God's word says. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am now doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. It's good to look at God's word 
both from the time it was actually written and how it actually relates in our day to day. As, as God does with his word, it doesn't really change. It's just a different way of perhaps looking at it, but understanding it. So Isaiah was a prophet who lived around 700 BC, which is in biblical terms, if you're reading your Bible, around the time of Judges, that, that, that book in the Bible. And like most prophets who really truly and fervently bring God's word to their people, he was both revered and hated as well because of what he had, the message that God was asking to bring, both from, um, I guess, a criticism point of view of what the Israelites had been doing and not really doing what they should be doing in God's eyes and not being the people they should be. And then also, I guess, encouraging them. So the first 39 chapters of Isaiah actually brings judgment and sin to the, to the thought, to the process, whilst the following 27 chapters brings a message of forgiveness, comfort and hope. So I'm sure you will all be cheering knowing that we're going from 43 today and not somewhere before 39. Starting at verse 18, we need to remember that these are God's words actually being spoken through Isaiah to God's people. So what is he saying to his people in this time and then, and is it still the same today? God is is actually speaking of his total forgiveness for the people of that time. He's saying, forget the former things and don't dwell on the past. And we might think, what does that really mean? Because it's fairly fast and scoping. We can't really forget what's happened in our past. But we really need to understand what it is. It's God saying, I have forgiven you. If I'm not remembering your sins, what are you doing dwelling on them? Don't let the past bind you. It is a new day, a new relationship. Don't let Satan hold you in his grip and stop you doing all that God is calling you to do. Under Christ's new covenant, I have taken all your sins and you have been washed clean so that you can come into the presence of God, the Father, and be able to be in direct relationship with him. What a privilege that sacrifice Christ made for us allows us to do. We don't understand the depth of it. I don't think we could ever really express it in words of that love and kindness and grace and forgiveness that God has for us. But that's what he wants us to understand. He's not saying forget everything. There are valuable lessons in our past. In all of our lives, we've gone through things that God has taught us. They may have been hard times. But when we think about it, now, what is God doing in respect of using those things in the future for us? He actually uses those experiences amazingly. I know in my own life he has. So if you're still being bound by the past or feeling unworthy, bring it to God. 
pray and speak with him. If you need to get on your knees and seek forgiveness, do it. Bringing ourselves, he brings us to our knees sometimes. I know again in my life and one day I may give my total testimony. But he brought me to my knees because that was the only way that I would know him and accept him. If you need, ask your fellow brothers and sisters to pray with you. Tell them what's been going on. Let them partner with you. Talk to an elder. We have currently three elders in the in our church, Brad, Wayne and myself, and we are very open to hearing from you and if you need prayer, to be with you on that journey. Or you can send an email to the church and we can get the um, mission team, intercession team, the prayer team to be praying for you about that or even praying for you if you need that type of prayer. Um, God really wants us as brothers and sisters to be supporting each other. That's his will for all of us, to be one body, to be supporting each other. He wants to see you restored and being an example for his kingdom. In verse 19, the first two two lines, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? Interesting words, aren't they? You know, especially I really feel in this time in the life of Narara, it's a different time. It's a new thing that he's doing. And it's going to open our eyes, I believe, to what God wants us to do in the future. And he can talk to all of us in, in many different ways through the Holy Spirit. It may be sight, it might be noise, it may be dreams, whatever it is. But are we really listening as well? God was calling his people back then, as he is calling Narara today, to look forward can you see what God is doing in this new season? Has God been speaking or showing you already? Perhaps he has. Perhaps, like myself, he's already starting to widen our, our thoughts. Is he asking you and challenging you to step up? What's he really doing? What is that thing that he's, you need to be looking at? Uh, I really noticed that, God, for me personally, the step up part this year. Um, Jordan Shanks was actually scheduled to speak today but unfortunately Jordan came down with COVID and wasn't being able to be here. So I tried to find some, uh, someone else to, to come and preach and no matter where I sought, God actually kept closing the door and people were unavailable. Then I felt a real move of the spirit to say, step up Brian, it's your time. You know, I've been an elder here at Narara for 18 months now. Before I came to this church, I had been an elder at Tingabi Baps for about six years. And during that time, I've undertaken hosting and announcements, done Bible, leading Bible studies, leading prayer times, but I've never actually preached before. And God called me to set up, stand up, step up, and give you this message today. So... I guess if he can ask me, he, can ask, he always asks the lowly list of people as well. It's amazing how he uses people. Sometimes he uses people who aren't even Christians. But when we hear his call, can we deny him? Um, I've got to say, uh, 
it may not seem like it, but I'm not actually very comfortable preaching or being up the front even for, for um, announcements. But God has taught me over the time that I've been used as an elder and doing announcements and think, things like that, that he is with me. As long as my heart recognises it's all about him and not about me, then I know that he will put me through this. His Holy Spirit will help me get through and I will be able to do what he calls me to do. And that's my encouragement to you as well. Look and search what God is planning for his church and what he's calling you to. And be willing to step up because he will use you amazingly, more than you would ever have imagined. So be seeking really God at this time. In the last two lines of Isaiah, I'm making a way in the wilderness and in streams in the wasteland. As in the days of old, God cleared a path for his people. Going into the promised land, returning to Jerusalem and rebuilding the wall. Well, recently, in I suppose more recent times, he's actually returned his people again to Jerusalem. And we, at this stage, are seeing God do so many new things here at Narara as well. We have a new families and children's pastor, Rachel Russell. Yeah, I'm cheering, believe me. <laughs> and over most recent months, despite COVID, we have, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, despite COVID, we've seen unprecedented growth in both young adults and evening service attendance and youth as well. And God is using Lewis ministry amazingly as well really opening that up we are very excited as david announced to have our new associate pastor he actually starts on the 18th and we have his commissioning service on the 23rd Um, and earlier we heard from david that we have a selection committee now for the senior pastor and they will be looking from the 31st of this month when applications closed if God has been providing somebody who will take on that role. I'm now going to call up the other elders, Brad and Wayne, if they would join me on the stage, please. God has been working with the elders in recent weeks, actually a couple of months really, to um, look into the the situation of an interim pastor. And... um, Another piece of God's plan has been revealed to us. So we would like to invite and call to Narara Valley. John Morrison, John and his wife Christine are here today. So if you would like to come up. (laughs) Yeah. We're very blessed that John and Christine can come today because John will actually be starting on the 23rd, but next week he is actually preaching down at Canberra. So we will have the opportunity for them to come today and they graciously accepted their invitation so that we could introduce them. Um, 
Hello and <laughs> welcome. If you want to, yeah, yeah, if you would, give them a mic. We're going to just do a very quick introduction and we'll be sending out an email to the church early next week, giving John's profile for you to look at as well so that you can get more details about John. Probably soon, hopefully we've made the right decision. <laughs> just a, a couple of questions for, for you guys. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about you and where you've come from. Maybe Christine could start. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I, I'll, I'll do the family questions and John can do the other. Well, um, oh, well, briefly, um, we, we were married in 1978. Um, that's in the day of velvet bow ties and lacy front things if you, in your suits, if you remember those things. But um, we survived that. Uh, we have four sons. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> They're all pretty good cooks and they do laundry, so I think job done on our part. Um, they're, three, they're, they're all, of course, middle-aged now. They're married, uh, except the youngest one. And I do apologise for the interruption in the service. And that was one of our sons lives in the US and he thought now was a great time to Facebook time with me. But anyway, we deal with that. Um, uh, I guess, interestingly, we, we have uh, six grandchildren and um, the gender balance has entirely flipped around in our family because five out of six of those grandchildren are girls. So now we have more... When, when we're all around the table, we have more females than men, so that's a fun time for us. Interestingly, the girls are pretty keen AFL and soccer players, so, you know, you, you never quite know what journey your family's going to take you on, do you? Um, we've immensely grateful for um, for having a, a healthy functioning family when we do get together and our, our family are a little bit spread apart um, we really enjoy our, and value our time together and we we don't take that for granted um, we're immensely grateful for that a final fun fact about our family um, my grandmother is still alive so <laughs> So we actually have five generations in our family. Um, my grandmother is 106 and she lives in a, a care facility at, in um, Camden. And um, another fun fact, if you're a female, you need to be 107 before you get onto um, New South Wales lists of older Australians. The oldest, the oldest Australians in, or the oldest New South Wales people are about 111, so grandma's still got a little way to go yet. So... <laughs> There you are. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of stuff about our family. As you grab the phone, John, I might just get you to walk over this side, just so, because of the camera. Don't want to put you in the spotlight or anything, but yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, what has your ministry history been? Tell us a bit about that, what you're doing. Okay, well, just a, a quick synopsis. Uh, my first pastorate was at Mossman. Uh, I then became an associate pastor and that was at Glenbrook, uh, just at the foot of the Blue Mountains. Uh, that was for seven years. Uh, but my longest pastorate and my only other full-time pastorate was at Asheville Baptist Church, where um, I was for 22 years before finishing up there. But towards the end of uh, our time at Asheville, I did some extra training uh, in interim and intentional interim ministry, uh, with the intention that when I finished uh, at Asheville, uh, we'd be available for five, six years or so just to be open to the Lord's leading to go wherever. Uh, 
um, we were in the fortunate situation where we could move around and that's what we've been doing for the last six or seven years. Um, the first church that approached us was Canberra Baptist, so we went there. Uh, after that, I did an intentional interim at Wellington uh, near Dubbo in the Central West, a very different church, um, and then was asked to go back to, uh, to Canberra. Uh, and now here... Um, in the, the middle of uh, our wandering around, we also did a, a three-month volunteer period in the highlands of PNG. Christine had done some volunteer work there before, but we both went over this time. Christine is a, a midwife in a hospital there, and a fairly remote hospital, and I was helping out with the, uh, the Christian school there. Um, and that was, uh, that was an interesting period of time that we hadn't initially thought we'd be doing, but um, the opportunity presented itself and we felt the Lord leading in that way. Mm. Tell me, what, what's your passions? Are you passionate about? We love to see people growing in their love of the Lord and in their service for the Lord. And uh, that's what we've been committed to uh, all our lives and, and we've found that fulfilling and we like to help other people in that way. Um, in the context of church ministry for us um, and uh, that uh, has been helping churches to develop into vital and committed and impactful church, uh, ch uh, churches. Um, so uh, we are committed to that uh, where, wherever we are and uh, the Lord has, uh, in his grace, blessed those opportunities that we've had. Um, so with that in mind, uh, we're happy to step into the gap that's here uh, for the moment. Uh, we're looking forward to ministering with the team and with you all uh, here at NVBC uh, for this interim period. Um, stay there, guys. We're actually going to get Brad and, and Wayne to, to pray for you, if you guys want to go over. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God that's in the midst of all that we do, Lord. And um, as we've learned this morning, Lord, you are opening new ways and new paths for us and a new vision for us, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that John and Christine are part of that vision, part of that um, plan that you have for our church. Lord, we thank you for their availability. Thank you for their giftings that you've, you've blessed them with over many years now. And Lord, we, we look forward to the, the opportunities of them leading us and guiding us through this period till we get a new senior pastor. And Lord, I, I pray that um, your hand will be upon each of them as they travel up from Sydney during the week and every Sunday. Lord, and as they minister to us, Lord, your hand and your um your thoughts and your vision will be in that process of um guiding us in in the way we are going lord jesus we thank you for them and we pray your blessing upon them and your spirit to fall upon them and give them a peace and a love and a gentleness and a kindness for this church that um that can't can only come from you lord we pray for that in jesus name amen and lord as um the um, john will be over a new team um, Lord, we pray for real wisdom for him um, to help to bring the, this new team together and to bind uh, our pastoral staff in a way that 
um, Lord, really enables them to understand each other, understand the roles that they that you have given them, and Lord, that you would um, just enable him to uh, to really um, help this team to function to the the fullness of the potential that you've given them. So, Lord, we ask for your blessing over John and Christine, and over us as your church as we serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. Yeah. Really excited to have John on on staff, I guess, on pastoral staff. Uh, he really brings a, a depth of wisdom and knowledge and experience to the team. Very much needed with our young pastoral team as well, and we think that'll bring great value and to that and knowledge and, and mentoring as well. We also very much have that both, both John and um, Christine have a real heart for um, care ministry as well. So that'll be a, a big plus for the church. So we look forward to what he, God is going to do with John as he comes and, and what he's going to bring to, to the team. So in the, the coming weeks, we, God is has been telling the leadership team quite a bit about um, what he has for us. So I really encourage you to come along to the, to the Vision Sunday and um, be involved in that as well. I guess the, this, the three key points out of what I've spoken about today, there's three points and, and three challenges for each, for all of us. So the three points, know God's forgiveness, seek him and pray about it, really know what it is to really be forgiven to to be able to put that past behind you not let it bind you and be able to bring back to god are you willing to step up and be used for god for what god will have you to use i can just have this this sense this year it'll be a time of people stepping up and and really being involved in church really i guess forming that one body as it should be and we all have a part to play in that if we are not united things break down so we need to be be one body and it is as i said it is amazing what god can do and how he will bring such joy to your spirit as you step up and do what he asks and then join us and watch god do a new thing come along let's join together and be part of God's vision. As I was um, preparing for today, um, God was really speaking to me about the elders as well. And we've been, I think, really blessed to be able to have a, um, the team that, yeah, that just seems so united. You know, it just really... It's such a blessing to be able to be ring somebody up and they have the same thoughts as, as you do. And, you know, it's just such a, an awesome thing. Um, but God put um, a passage on my heart to bring you today as well. So <clears throat> I'm kind of stealing something from, I don't know if that's the right word, honestly, from, from Paul. Um, Paul sent a number of letters out to various churches, and one of those was a letter to, or two letters to Thessalonica. And I'm going to use 
1 Thessalonians 1 and 2 to bring a message to you from the elders. So, from Brad, Wayne and Brian, we send our greetings to you, the congregation of believers in Narara, which is in God, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's delightful grace and peace rest upon you. We are grateful to God for your lives and we always pray for you. For, remember, for we remember before our God and Father how you put your faith into practice, how your love motivates you to serve others and how unrelenting is your hope-filled patience in our Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, you are dearly loved by God and we know that he has chosen you to be his very own. For the gospel came to you not merely in the form of words but in mighty power infused with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. We live our lives before you to encourage you. You became followers of the Lord when you received the word with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Even though there have been many trials, now you are an example for all believers to follow throughout the Central Coast. The message of the Lord has sounded out from not only in Narara, but its echo has been heard in every place where people are hearing about your strong faith. We don't need to boast in you, for everyone tells the story of how welcoming you are and everyone knows how wonderfully you serve the true and living God. Our coming alongside you to encourage you is not out of some delusion or impure motive or an intention to mislead you, but we have been approved by God to be those who preach the gospel. So our motivation to preach it is not pleasing people, but pleasing God, who thoroughly examines our hearts. We comfort and challenge you to adopt a lifestyle worthy of God who invites you into his kingdom and glory. This is why we continually thank God for you, for your lives, because you receive our messages wholeheartedly. You embrace it, not as a fabrication of men, but as the word of God. And the word continues to be an energising force in you who believe. Beloved friends, we may have been torn away from you physically because of COVID over these last two years, but never in our hearts. We miss you badly. So remember, God is there in the midst of the chaos. He's still on the throne, wanting us to continue meeting together and not living in a state of fear, as our adversary Satan would block our way. For what will be our confident hope, our exhilarating joy, or our wonderful trophy that we will boast in before our Lord Jesus at his appearing? It is you. Yes, you are our glorious pride and joy. May God bless you as you go.
This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.